0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision Another less talked about but very controversial issue that is often difficult to discuss but is important to bring out in the open because Christians are interested in human rights. Well, in China there is a practice of organ harvesting that is rife And what is very disturbing is the idea that there are allegations that organ harvesting in China sees people killed to order to meet the needs of transplant tourism. Andrea Takaji from Fighting for Justice Foundation back with us today to update us on some of the things that are developing. Andrea, welcome back to 2020.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Neil.
0: Andrea, talk to us for a few moments about China. China's known for transplant tourism. Uh, What's the big link here with the idea of people being killed to order uh, for organ harvesting? Mm.
1: As you know, China is a communist nation, and as a communist regime, they do seek to control their people. One way they're doing that is to actually illegally detain minorities, such as Falun Gong practitioners, Christians, who worship in house churches, uh, non-government approved churches and uh, other minority groups that they feel are political dissidents or, in other words, a threat to communism in the country. So what happens is they are um, grabbed off the street, they are beaten, uh, tortured often, and imprisoned illegally, without due process, without legal representation, their um, blood sample and urine sample is taken immediately and put on file. So these people are ready candidates as uh, organ donors against their will. And unfortunately, once their organs are removed, they are left there to die and suffer.
0: Andrea some listeners will have caught the minority group that you talked about just a moment ago including Christians uh, ones who've been detained uh, for their house church operations in China Uh, they're included in the group of people that may well be uh, utilized to harvest organs Uh, that's very very disturbing.
1: Yes, and, and we, we know from, uh, human rights lawyers, Christian human rights lawyers in China that, uh, this is in fact going on. So the most, uh, famous ca- case of a Christian human rights lawyer in China advocating for these minorities is Gao Jisheng. So Gao Jisheng, for many years, um, was advocating for those illegally detained, including Christian minorities. And unfortunately, um, the government seized his uh, law practice, took away, stripped his uh, legal licence off him, illegally detained him and tortured him to the point where he could no longer see or walk and he lost most of his mental capacity. His uh, family were actually, um, uh, they sought refuge in the US so they're based there now but I'm not sure of Gao Zhisheng's whereabouts Because he was um, constantly tortured by the government, uh, released for a time and then captured again for further torture because he was a relentless advocate on behalf of these minorities um, who were in fact themselves not only tortured but their inalienable right to life was of course brutally taken from them.
0: So Andrea, when it comes to the issue of supply and demand, uh, the idea is that Australia needs to ensure that we don't engage the idea of unethical transplant tourism, and that's what you're campaigning to put a stop to.
1: Absolutely. So whenever these uh, international crimes occur and crimes to humanity, we do need to follow the money trail, as it were, and to understand Australia's role as a human-right-compliant nation and as a Christian nation who has compassion and empathy on our neighbour. So we know for a fact from the Senate Estimates Committee hearing last year that uh, up to 53 Australians have received organ transplants in China Um, and this was confirmed by senators uh, in the report. And this is truly disturbing because what does happen is Australians who are ill and apply for organ donation do have to wait. There's waiting times of up to seven years. If they do not receive an uh, organ in that time and if they are well off, they do uh, seek organ transplant elsewhere. And so China is a um, regional location, very well known. There are hospitals set up specifically for this. You can go into the hospital and request uh, the organ of your choice of your blood type and that will be ready for you on the same day and we know um, why that is. So this case, unfortunately, becomes um, more complex in relation to Australia's due diligence obligation, not only to create a demand, but our um, contributions to organ harvesting in China. Because the Sydney University actually trained the health minister of China, who was himself an organ transplant surgeon, uh, in, in his medical profession and he did receive an honor, honorarium from Sydney University uh, for his work and of course he was promoted then um, in, in the Chinese government. So he oversaw this project for many years. And we're not just talking about a few but there are reports from um, uh, not only professional investigators and politicians but of course uh, victim survivors and their families that um, the latest 680-page investigation report uh, cites 60,000 to 100,000 organ transplants per year in China. So this isn't just a few people, it's hundreds of thousands
0: so sixty to 100,000 organ transplants each year in China. It's a dark side of being an organ donor that people don't typically talk about because oftentimes we talk about you know, signing up to becoming an organ donor and uh, isn't that a good thing because of someone who is waiting for a life-changing, life-saving organ donation. We talk about that being a good thing. But the dark side, of course, is that there is this transplant tourism That people who don't get the organ that they need now can go offshore, but people who will be potentially uh, used in that organ harvesting may well be minority groups, those who are detained, and you mentioned even Christian minority groups in China. Uh, Do you think people put two and two together when they think of the nice practice of being an organ donor and this dark side, Andrea? Andrea? Look, that
1: that is a very um complex and interesting question. But the fact remains that, uh, firstly, we do need uh, to have a due diligence response to ensure that we're not transplant tourists from Australia. And amendments to our legislation to ensure that Australian citizens travelling overseas cannot purchase an organ um, on the black market, so to speak, is one way of doing that. Secondly, we can encourage everyone to become a donor Um, on their passing. So once you're finished with your organs, uh, you know, donate them uh, to someone in need. Um, And of course, thirdly, we need to hold China accountable uh, for these rife human rights violations and also encourage uh, voluntary organ uh, donation Um, in the same way that Australia has structured. So there's various levels of uh, checks and balances and accountability that can be implemented here. It's just not general knowledge and it's just not generally talked about. In medical professions, it's mentioned here and there, um, but it's not something that is um, much awareness is raised about but it of course goes to slavery uh, even trafficking and um, exploitation so this is something really important for Australians to be aware of and for us um, you know to ensure that we're coming up with solutions.
0: Andrea there are some ongoing parliamentary inquiries that continue to monitor and to collect evidence with all of this you've made some submissions to those?
1: Yeah, that's right. So it is encouraging that Australia is looking at this right now. Um, Fighting for Justice Foundation are friends with the uh, Falun Gong movement here in Australia in as this uh, human rights violation is concerned and we've made submissions in the past so we had the opportunity to present in New South Wales Parliament in 2015 and more recently of course to this federal inquiry into organ uh, transplant tourism to China. So we have made that submission and the federal government is in consideration of it. So uh, if you are interested in making submission to that, you you can jump on the um, APH website, Australian Parliament House website, and, and make your submissions. But... Alternatively, uh, you know, support the submissions that are already there just by a letter to your local member saying you are concerned about this and your views on um, how we can support uh, a change in not only legislation but practice and community education.
0: Uh, What sort of risks are there uh, if our parliamentarians decide to rock the boat and upset relations with China? Is there something there in the background that might cause parliamentarians to somehow or other agree with this practice that that encourages this transplant tourism? What are the risks here?
1: Uh, We we all know that our um, relations with China is uh, fragile and uh, very much... Um, based around that economic uh, conversation, but i don't think we should ever ignore uh, the human rights violations that are occurring for um, the sake of either political dialogue or um, you know diplomacy or international trade in fact so really uh, we need to uh, place these human rights violations on a high agenda, and I have been um, in Federal Government Human Rights uh where this was brought up with China, and of course their response was to point towards our record uh, on immigration, and so it's really interesting how these uh, games do play out. But I think that Australia can be firm on this and be a leader in the region, and to ensure that their citizens are not engaging, creating a demand, and that they're aware that this is a threat. Another complexity to this whole matter is of course those who uh, do engage in transplant tourism overseas on the black market and return uh, worse off and this is occurring more and more so those desperate for organs will go overseas access organs on the black market and our hospital system will have to take care of all sorts of internal infections and uh, unintended consequences to their, their, their body medically um, for a long extended period of time up to twenty to $50,000 cost uh, to the Australian taxpayer. So we're also talking about economic um, implications to, to our government and, and our community. Um, and of course, Uh, the the person themselves, I mean, that's not a very pleasant thing to go through physically. So we just need to be aware of the threats and the dangers.
0: Andrea, as you say, it is a very complex uh issue issue that we need to talk about and uh, the very fact that this is happening now and uh, that there are inquiries that are looking into that and uh, gathering evidence that there does need to be some sort of uh, legislation that helps put a stop uh, to the idea of transplant tourism because it's affecting the lives of people who are in innocent minorities including Christian populations, persecuted Christians uh, in Mm. nations like China and perhaps other nations as well. Uh, Thank you so much for letting us in on these thoughts i'll point people to your website where you have a blog uh, where people can find more details about this andrea tokaji.com that's a-n-d-r-e-a-t-o-k-a-j-i.com andrea founding director of fighting for justice foundation thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020 thanks neil